and welcome back to the Jabroni Show. You're listening to CFRC Radio on 101.9 FM. I'm Evan, and here's Thomas. How's it going, everybody? It's great to be back, Evan, episode two. Yeah, yeah, episode two, season two, season one, all the same thing. Uh, but we're finally down to the finals. It's taken, how many months has the season taken? October to... October, it's it's going to be October, October to October. October. It's going to be a full twelve month season. It's going to be a, it's it's in, well, there was a significant break, but it's insane to think that basketball is coming in to an end at this point when normally we'd be ramping up. Yeah, so it's at the beginning of the year. I think J.R. Smith was the only guy to predict it. It was it's it's Lakers Heat Finals. Uh, Lakers, on him, honestly, yeah, I think J.R. predicted it back in January. I don't know why I predicted the Heat. He probably just didn't. I guess he doesn't really have any boys on Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Toronto. So I just said the Heat. But yeah, Jr. knows more than more than us, I guess. Genius. What do you think? A lot of people, you know, I'm really annoyed by like the the whole narrative, and and you maybe too about how like the Heat are these massive. Of course, they're underdogs compared to the Lakers, but how everyone counted the heat out and how they're massive underdogs and why I, I never totally understood it. I feel like they were going to nab the four seed in the conference going into the year. I felt it was Milwaukee first. I thought Philadelphia was going to finally figure it out. Of course they didn't. That was going to be like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, uh toss up between Boston, Toronto, Miami, and Miami did go fifth. Like people at the beginning of the season were saying, um, Miami wasn't going to make the playoffs. A very few amount of uh, amount of people, but there were there were people there were people who were saying that. No, I'm not surprised. But the Celtics, I think the better team won in this series. I don't think it's the biggest shock that the Celtics lost. Are the Celtics a good team? Were the Celtics better than the Raptors? Both those things are probably true. But the Heat in this playoff in this bubble were better than both of them. And they just had skill every, at every position. Everybody could not create a shot, but get a shot, make something happen. There's nowhere they were really lacking. I yeah, they're deep. You know what I noticed watching um, specifically? I didn't watch a lot of the Miami, other Miami series, but this Miami-Boston series, which is, I guess, good and, and, and bad for the Heat. And it's kind of like the opposite of what the Raptors do. The Heat never play poorly. Like They'll always come out decently strong they're definitely within six eight points to the other team going at half but the games boston uh the games boston were up the heat looked like they had no chance playing from behind it's like i swear yes the heat are in the finals yes i'm they probably had the easiest path in the heat in the east that's fine they made the finals lebron's path wasn't too difficult like either whatever whatever i swear the heat are just not that good though I think the Heat will be able to compete with the Lakers to some extent. I don't think they're as good as the Lakers, but the Lakers support minus Anthony Davis and LeBron, which I know is accounting for like 60-plus points potentially. Yeah, okay. a lot to say. How many – so you think it is going to be competitive? It, there could be uh, – maybe not every game, but I think it's going to be competitive to some extent at least. So what's your prediction? I say that the Lakers win in six. Okay, I'm a Lakers in five guy right here. I, I was on the brink of five, so I could. 
there's a hundred, a hundred percent going to be one game where either the Lakers dud or Miami just wins a grinded out game because Miami's, I think they're a bit more equipped to win the grinded out games. They have a couple more shot makers down the stretch, but um, man, I really can't see a situation where the Lakers play like slightly above average in Miami wins. And that just makes me think about this might be getting ahead of ourselves, but LeBron's legacy after picking up it, what is it, his fourth title? Yeah. And on his third, on like a third team? Dude, nine, nine, cha- nine uh, finals appearances in 10 years. The one year he wasn't there, he was injured. Was injured. Oh, LeBron can't do it in the West. He's been doing it in the East his whole career. First year, real, first real year, he's in the West. He makes the finals. He's going to win the finals. Uh, he has more final appearances than 27 NBA franchises. I, like, at what point? And do you know what the do you know what the crazy thing is? Even when LeBron wins, I won't say if even when or if when LeBron wins this championship in uh, who knows or mid October, people like people won't put him a peg above for like doing it. Like I feel like I don't know if he deserves that much recognition for what he's done per se this year well he really he does deserve it but i feel like he's actually been probably getting the recognition he's deserved this year but think about like how long lebron has been the best player in the league for that's what i was just thinking about is yeah sorry all you he's been the best player in the league pretty much our entire lives as basketball fans not quite but like essentially the entire time he's been the best player if not a dominant force in the league 100 percent. durant tries to dethrone him doesn't happen lebron outlasts him by years durant's injured right now lebron's making and lebron's in the finals okay then comes Kawhi slash Giannis. Giannis hasn't even made a finals yet and Kawhi's in cancun right now like how my question is and in like everyone saw everyone's able to see how lebron's athleticism like isn't necessarily there anymore like more like he just has to take plays off he can't play the whole game like he used to but like he's old come on give him a break yeah i i always said that it was gonna stop this year or next year but like i don't i don't see there being a reason for it to stop as of now well I think I see a reason. The only reason, like, knock on wood, that I would potentially maybe see something like that would be an injury, but nothing... injured. Dude, like, even if he keeps getting worse and worse, if he wants to play longer, could he just evolve his game into a shooting defense game? Could he... How many iterations... How many times can we see LeBron adapt to make himself um, a value in this league? Right now he's still MVP level, you could even say. But yeah, so thinking he, if he wanted to extend his career to try to play with his son, for example, what else could he do? I think it yeah. could go for a while. So this year was a good shooting year for him, other than free throws. I still find it crazy how allegedly the hardest working basketball player on the planet uh, shoots, what was it this year, 69, 70 from free throw? No, I still don't fully get that. But... Uh, yeah, so we had a good year of shooting this year, but I was thinking this the other day. So the years where 
LeBron was in Miami, allegedly all he did was just stay in the gym the whole time. I don't know if you've heard of it, but he was all he did was work. Um, and those were also the years where he was shooting uh, 40 from three, 80 from free throw at like a fairly high volume, taking not great shots and hitting them all. What if he literally just... What if he got back to that Miami work ethic in LA now? Like, what would the outcome be? I think he'd be, he, again, he'd be the best player in the league and he'd play another three, four years at this level. But man, Could his body I, handle that? There's, that's a tough thing with LeBron because he allegedly spends 200K a year like on supplements and uh, frozen chambers to reserve and it's worked. So there's like, there's no reason to say that this guy's just going to blow out his knee or or have this crazy back issue next year randomly that's going to change his career. But it, it feels like it's almost about time that something happens, you know? But like, Knock on wood, obviously, that's crazy to see. But his career and body of work is so impressive, so vast. And although he's had his losses and, like, obstacles he's had to overcome, it is not that many injury problems that he's had to deal with. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was uh, obviously his biggest injury problems have been his teammates in key situations, like Kyrie and Kevin Love, for example. Yeah, so his biggest injury was last year. Like his his biggest injury by far was last year. I'm trying to think of other years if he even had like a twenty a twenty game. Two, on the bench. 2011, 2012, he played 62 games only in Miami. Was that the lockout year, though? I think it might have been the lockout. So I'm just scrolling that through, was. looking for abnormalities. That definitely would be. I think that was the lockout year. That's the only 69 in 2014. Mm-hmm. That could have just been load management. Other than that, every year. Sorry, 69 in what year? For 2014-2015. First year with Cavs? First year, yeah. First, re- first huh. year back with the Cavs. I'm trying to remember. I won't be able to remember. That's all right. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And, and also, kind of good for them. 80, 80's going to the series pretty healthy. And I think he's going to the ho- the offseason healthy too. Which doesn't happen to Anthony Davis all that much. You think his ankle's okay? I think... I think, to me, it looks like you know when AD... I'm not calling him tough or not tough, but it, it seems like when you watch AD play injured, you know because he'll kind of over... Not overreact, but like... I'm trying to think of a good way. He'll like he'll know he'll be very conscious he's playing on the injury, and he'll he'll change his play differently. He'll maybe be sensitive to his to his injuries. What you're saying? Right. Yeah, exactly. But like this ankle, and then he had the he had the eye one at the beginning of the playoffs in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And he's really I, he looks totally healthy to me. I don't know. I like, agree with you that he looks fine on the court he looks fine physically the ankle yeah. always worries me just because he's such a big guy and he moves the way he does and if, even if it is it feels totally fine but it might be slightly agitated ankles are really easy just to tweak i'm not like sounds ridiculous not an md but it is i personal experience it's easy to retweak an ankle so it's something i would be scared about but he, he does look fine and i'm sure he could play through a bit of pain yeah, there's nothing quite like a high ankle sprain to uh, to make your day better. Um, but what I'm saying, like, AD's gone into the offseason injured, like, how many years in a row? It feels like five now where he's had some shoulder, knee, back, 
uh, ankle stuff. He may, like, there's no reason the next NBA season is going to be short. So ridiculous how we're not even talking about, like, this Lakers Heat Finals. But I'm just now I'm just focused on LeBron's legacy. Next season is going to be short. The free agent series period is going to be weird. The Clippers don't look great. The Bucks don't look great. What if the what if the Lakers just back it to back it and LeBron gets five back to back in the next twelve months? LeBron has five championships. Yeah. Him AD, they bring back. Like I'm just going to pull up their situation now. They'll have the same team, assuming they sign. Uh, uh, maybe they won't have the same team. But regardless, if you, have, if you have LeBron and AD, you kind of have the same team, though. Yeah, you can make it work. You can figure something out. Find them some shooters. Find them some guys who can play defense. They, I mean, they didn't even do a great job of that last year, and look where they're at. Yeah, they didn't. Like I, honestly, I always, I sw- I swear, their key was to get a good trade for Kuzma, and it just never happened. I feel I'm, like Kuzma's being almost underutilized on their team. Oh, well, I think Kuzma's terrible. I, it's not a great situation for him, but, like, man, he, like... I, he Kuzma could be used better than he is right now. Correct. I swear Kuzma helps that team win, like, maybe once every nine games, but then, like, that one every nine game, like, he does help quite a fair bit. Yeah, in the playoffs, that can be extreme. Timing is everything. Yeah. Bad, but it can be... Okay, how about this trade offseason? Uh, Boyan, wait, no, it's Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings. He's going into uh, restricted free agency. Yeah, he's going to be an RFA. Kings don't want to pay him because they just paid Buddy and uh, Darren. And they have Barnes' contract to deal with. I'm saying straight up Kuzma for... Bogdanovich sign and swap. Really? He says no. I could see it happening. So the Lakers, the Lakers, that's the crazy thing. When like we watch the Lakers play, I swear they're still just not that good of a team. Another wing that could switch and shoot would be a huge addition for them. Yeah, Bogdanovich is also just good. Like Kuzma's not good. That's you think good. they would you think they would take that deal? Um second? Sacramento or LA? Sacramento. Um, unless if they can get more out of Bogdanovich, I just don't see a situation where Bogdanovich stays there. So then, why wouldn't they take a flyer out on Kuzma? No, Kuzma's twenty-five now too. That isn't old per se, but how much better is he going to get? Yeah, I think he can get a fair bit better. I his his In role right situation. now. His role right now in the Lakers doesn't help. He really, he's he he'd be best on just a bad team being the being the second scorer on a bad team. Honestly, it's true. Which is and kind of. Oh, the Kings have so many players coming back next year. They have one of those weird limbo rosters. Oh, they finally uh, fired Vladi Diva, which was a big step in the right direction for them. That is they're one of those. They're one of those classic like limbo rosters where, uh, Buddy Heald. Oh, do you want? They should do Buddy Heald. Uh, for Al Horford straight up. Okay, but now we're getting off topic. They have a, like here to bring it back. To bring it back. Yeah. We have Kyle Kuzma. So he, if we, if they swap him for Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. then they are bringing back everybody except for on contract already, except for Jared Dudley, Dwight Howard, and Markeith Morris. 
How much did Dwight sign for this year? Two point uh, five, uh, five six four. So it's essentially two point six. And same with Dudley. And Markeith Morris was only one point seven five men. I can't imagine Dwight get wanting to go anywhere else after this season. Right. Yeah. I saw this posted online that this team is like LeBron's team with all his nemesis that he had to defeat to get to this point in his career. Like Danny Green from the Spurs that beat, like he had to get through. Dwight Howard on the Magic. Rondo on the Celtics. Yeah, just a bunch Frank of old coaching people. on Dallas. Frank Vogel, the coach, eh? Yeah. The old Indiana teams. I miss, I miss, I miss Roy Hibbert. I miss Roy Hibbert. Um, yeah, okay. So if the Heat were to have a chance, what would it like? What would it look like? How do you think? Like, I, I was trying to think of ways that they can they can beat the lakers and i i thought of one all right and it's, and it's basically just off the ball off the ball like scoring from the perimeter which sounds kind of weird but uh they can't really go in the paint because i feel like the lakers the spurs do have great ball movement on the outside but uh the lakers really i really liked when Howard and Davis were out there. Obviously, the Nuggets are a way different team, especially with Jokic. But I think the Lakers are going to play big this series. They're just going to own up, own own their shtick, play big. I think it's worked better than when they just try to do small and hot KCP Danny. So in that situation, I think they could just like when Goran Dragic and Hero get to the paint as as ball handlers. Yeah, they're not going to be able to finish. Dragic may not be, but like man. You can, if the Lakers play like their, uh, what's it called? Their, their big guys, like they're going to have, uh, the Heat are going to have a way easier of driving and kicking for open threes than the Nuggets or really any team did. Like I would take Duncan Robinson, uh, Jay Crowder, Drogic, uh, Hero, et cetera, et cetera, or in the perimeter with Butler. And Dragic kicking out over like Murray kicking out to Harris, Craig, Barton, Millsap, and then Lillard kicking out to McCollum, Anthony, Trent. Like that's, I think, I think they can, they'll manage a lot of threes in some games. But other than that, I just, I, I can't fathom a way where they win unless if Jimmy, unless if it's like a really, really low scoring game and Jimmy Butler draws like four fouls in the last two minutes and they just went on free throws. So let's think it through. Jimmy Butler is going to be guarded by LeBron? Uh, no, they'll give LeBron. It's kind of interesting because LeBron hates uh, playing, guarding shooters. Uh, like he, cause he just doesn't like running around. So it would, the potential coveries would be uh, Drogic, uh, Robinson, and Butler. So Butler actually kind of makes sense, even though there's no reason for LeBron to guard the other best player, especially when they have uh, KCP or Danny. But I feel like LeBron would have a terrible time covering Duncan Robinson. Unless if he just goes, okay, whatever, it's the finals. I have to try my hardest. Well, he's obviously going to try his hardest. That's Will he, though? No of course he's going to try his hardest. Yeah, and LeBron on defense these past, like ever since going to Cleveland, LeBron on defense has been hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, he's, he is, he can't can lag behind, but when it, 
when it's a situation like that and he knows how much is at stake for his legacy. Yeah, okay, so hypothetically, I, I let's say he guards... Oh, this is tough, though. Because I don't think he, I don't think he'll guard Robinson or Butler. So their starting lineup does he guard Jay Crowder then? Iguodala will probably be out on the floor a lot to guard LeBron, so he'll probably end up guarding a mix of Iguodala and Crowder. But if the Lakers run two big men, then he can't really cover Crowder or Iguodala because they're only playing the four now for the Heat. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a mismatch for the Heat. The Heat could get a lot of threes going in a quick rotation. Yeah, and if you're the Heat, you definitely don't try to match big with big and play Myers Leonard or Olnick. You kind of you kind of just let them chill, eh? No, they're, they're, they can uh, they can set up for this one. Yeah, so LeBron, yeah, LeBron will cover there for. I hope he covers Jimmy Butler for a bit. That'd be fun. Lakers are gonna have to run for sure. Not running, it's just coming series. I just yeah I can't see where the Heat have an advantage. I would uh, Dragic is awesome. I've said that a bunch of times. I'm not a huge playoff this playoff this playoff Rondo is awesome though. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo is proven. It's not like a this or that. I think it's just that is what it is. That is the entity in basketball. Yeah, and then all things considered, I'd way ha- rather have Duncan or Hero at the two, but Danny with Danny Green and KCP on the other side. Realistically, it's a wash. Yeah. LeBron versus Butler, obviously. And then Davis and Adebayo. I think Adebayo will give Davis some sneaky trouble. Yeah, no. Even though uh, Adebayo is a little undersized, I think he's only like 6'9 or something. He is crafty. He is something that Anthony Davis doesn't have to guard that often because he's, you could borderline even say one of a kind out of size when he does everything he provides. Totally. And it showed in the Boston series. I think that's, as I said before, the series, one of the big reasons they won is how dominant he was, especially in the closeout game. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Heat win again, he'll have to be one of the best players in the series. Yeah, here's my thinking, though. So AD, I love it when AD just uh, has a game of like four putbacks, two dunks. Four putbacks is a lot, actually but a bunch of free throws and just shoots super high efficiency. But against the Nuggets and even before recently, like he's been pretty good in taking a lot of his shots and possessing from the perimeter mid-range, the little fade leaning shots and getting fouled on those. You can work on that for sure. You can do that against Denver. I mean, Millsap and Grant are tough, but you can do it. You can definitely do it against Portland. I think Bam will actually. I think AD, if anything, will will have to need to go inside just for the. He has a good inch over Bam and maybe a bit more uh, ups, but I think Bam's gonna be like AD's not gonna be dribbling the ball a lot on the perimeter of the series. I don't think that could be interesting. Now that I think about it, on the perimeter especially, Bam's smaller size could work to his advantage. Maybe getting under, reaching in for a steal potentially. He's but- fast, like. Siakam, there's a stretch where, uh, la, yeah, last season, where Kawhi wasn't playing for a bit and they had another injury, and Siakam was finally coming on. And I think it was the game. Do you remember his layup game winner against Phoenix? Oh yeah. So it was the game after that, and everyone was like hyping up Siakam. He's the next, and he played Miami the next. I think it was like he beat Phoenix on Friday, and they played Miami on a. Maybe it was a sat. It was either a Saturday or Sunday matinee, 
and Bam just swallowed Siakam. It was so much fun to watch. Anyways, yeah, I think I think now that I think about it, uh, AD could be in some trouble here. But do you know why that may be fun? What? LeBron wins the finals MVP. <laughs> just another stamp in the checkbook for the uh, stamp in the checkbook for LeBron in his passport. I mean, of his yeah. basketball career. Yeah, because. I mean, if AD is not going, then they're actually going to need LeBron to go. And there's no reason he went. They don't really have too many great defenders, like Jay Crowder, maybe Jimmy Butler, but maybe Iguodala. But these guys, LeBron's better than all of them. The Iguodala-LeBron matchup's actually going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a throwback, but I think we're going to quickly realize that LeBron is on another level than Iggy right now. Oh, he always has been, but I think Iguodala's... Uh, defensively, like once he gets into the zone against LeBron, I think he's got. He's, I think he's gonna have more in his tank than we think. Like I think there's gonna be a game where he strips LeBron like four or three times. So am I hearing you talking yourself into Miami in or Lakers in six? Or are you still firm Lakers in five? Lakers in five. Lakers in five. I think that's where I'm staying. I don't. I feel like. The Heat are at least going to take one. They're definitely going to take And then they'll might outgrind them for another one, and then who knows. Yeah, I guess if the Heat take, like, the first or second game, then they have a chance at two. But, like, the Lakers get up 2-0, of course, the Heat will win, just to to put it there. But, um... They're not going to roll back to two What if we're just absolute jokers and the Heat just come out with it? That would, that would look good on us, eh? I mean... At least how many two games? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, but they definitely could do it. We're talking. I, I mean, as long, that's what our predictions are. But mm-hmm. the Heat have proven everybody wrong this playoffs. Although we weren't so so surprised with the Boston series, they have been sh- better than expected. Tyler Hero, nobody would have guessed he's been as good as, as he's been. Gordon Dragic, I feel like people should have known better. I feel like. Yeah, the Heat, have, the Heat have three All-Stars, Drogic, Bam, and um, Butler. They're a good team. Exactly. Duncan Robinson's sneaky. He hasn't been amazing in the playoffs, per se. Jay it's Crowder, hidden gem in the Iguodala trade. Wow, they re- that trade really. Yeah, and it looks so uh, good, too. I mean, never back when players get injured, but like when the Heat saw Justice Winslow get injured, like that's got to be like partly like, oh, we won that trade. Oh, I hate, I don't know. I hate talking about the, you can't speak it on an injury, but it definitely worked out in their favor. Yeah, but like Justice may never even, I don't know. Pat Riley's a genius. But no, they've got such a good roster together. They got it together late this year, bringing in some key pieces like Igudot and Jay Crowder. They would not even be having, like you said, um, Justice Win, uh, Winslow and their rookie Tyler Hero. I'm, their starting lineup's insane. Think of who they had on their team last year. Right now, their starting lineup: Gordon Drogic, uh, Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, they're saucing. All right, that's our that's a little finals preview. I think we're gonna take a small break, uh, and we'll be right back. Thank on you. those days with nothing to do, what gets you out of bed? Caring for a plant is not only motivating, it improves your quality of life. You know they help keep your air clean, but what else? 
Working and studying around plants increases your concentration, memory, and overall happiness. They reduce eye strain and promote mental well-being. You don't need a green thumb. Cacti and other succulents are low-maintenance options. Stimulate your life. Get a plant. The staff at Martha's Table provides a caring place where people in need can have a nutritious meal for only $1. Now you can get involved in this great cause. Martha's Table is looking for volunteers to help in the kitchen, at the drop-in centre, picking up food, or even being a friendly face at fundraising events. Volunteer orientation is every Thursday at 4.30 in the drop-in centre and volunteers must be 14 years of age or older. You can donate using a credit card through marthastable.ca or you can send your donation by mail, cash, cheque or bank draft. Martha's Table, 629 Princess Street. Whether it's volunteering, donating, or anything else that you can offer Martha's Table, visit their website, marthastable.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to The Jabroni Show on CFRC Radio 101.9 FM. We just got done talking about the uh, Miami Heatles, and I realized that I made a huge mistake. I feel like we both made a huge mistake. Uh, we didn't acknowledge Pat Riley or really Spolstra for that matter. I feel like every anytime you have to you acknowledge a Heat, it's, it's a requirement. I mean, Spo is, we can talk about it. Spo is one of the top coaches. And Pat Riley is probably the second best executive to ever live. So let's let's give them a bit, a bit of credit. Let's start off with Spo. Where do you put him in like the coaching hierarchy right now? And keep in mind, he's been doing it for however many years. He'd have to be in the top tier, right? He'd have to be right up there with all of them. So what's the top tier looking like right now to you? The top tier to me give right me like, now. Give me like four, maybe five. This is off the top of my head. I don't have a top top four or five coaches off the top of my head. Like, yeah. I mean, the list written out uh, back there, but off the top of my head, top tier, Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse, uh, Spolstra. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like you'd have to put somebody like Steve Kerr in there potentially. So I definitely wouldn't put Steve Kerr, but I feel like there's one you're forgetting, which it's it's kind of fair that you're forgetting him. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not a great coach, and other people have different opinions. But he's he's he coaches. And out. then uh, Bud, Bud. Okay, I I'd, I'd honestly restrict my top tier to uh, Rick Carlisle, Spo Dallas. Yeah, I'd I'd restrict it to Carlisle, Spo, and Spo and uh, Stevens. Really? I are, yeah, I think I think those are kind of the above, and they've been doing it for years with different players and different situations i think well stevens has been doing it for like five years i think brad stevens is awesome though he's been catching some slander recently especially for how this series ended though how do you feel about that you still pro stevens i'm very pro stevens i mean over nick nurse yeah i Stevens demolished Nurse in a playoff series of I course i say he demolished him i think stevens I had the better team demolished Stevens but, team already also played better, but Stevens did demolish Nurse. But it went to seven games, and he had the better team. I thought the Raptors were the better team. 
Oh well, we don't need to get into this now. We don't need to get into it. You're right. And then and then a very short under there's like I put them tier one A and B, you know, who we forgot. Yeah. Popovich. Oh okay. my gosh. He's also, he's also one A. Although I think he's He might be a tier of his own. And yes and no. I have conflicting opinions about Pop. Anyways. Okay, so that's one A, and then one B. I'd put like Nurse, uh, Buds, Mike Malone. I'd throw Quinn Snyder in there. Why not? And I then, think that's fair. Yeah, I maybe Snyder. Snyder doesn't deserve to be there. Yahoo! I still don't. And we're gonna talk a lot more about coaches. I still want to get into Pat Riley, but you know who I still can't believe. What about Ty Lue? Yeah, I can't tell if that's a joke or not. In the, you don't like Tyler, right? No, I like Tyler. I don't think he's one of the best, but I get no. I guess he's not one of the best. He's not one of the best, or else he'd have a job. He's a players' coach, man. Yeah, players' coach. I guess in that respect, he'd be one of the better hard, player coaches. It's hard to be the best coach as a player coach, but uh, yeah, no, Tyler's fine. He's gonna get a job this summer. I'd be pretty surprised if he didn't. Um. Nate McMillan was fired by the Pacers. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Why? It, it, it makes no sense. I, I actually can't. I wonder who fired him. Bird's Maybe, not a, is it a money thing? Do they want like, someone cheaper? Speaking of the Pacers, Oladipo. I just saw that Oladipo wants to get um, up and out of Indiana maybe this offseason. I think it's a good idea for him. Not because you could say like, oh, he did Indiana did him dirty, whatever, whatever. I think it's just a more of a good idea that like Indiana kind of has like decent guards. I don't think, I don't, and, well, I guess Indiana's going to have to probably choose between him. They got to trade Turner away, but they're going to choose between him and Justin. Uh, yeah, Justin Holiday. Um, not even that dissimilar players at this point. Oladipo is much better, but like, Oladipo, I don't think I think it would be maybe one of those nice ones, good for both sides to get out of Indiana. But he, it seemed like he fit so well in there like two years ago. It seemed like he was gonna be they like he was gonna be the best player on that team, potentially a playoff team as well. At one point, the words definitely Victor Oladipo is a top twelve NBA player came out of my mouth two years ago. And the th- thing was, it wasn't even that crazy of a thing to say. He was playing out of his mind. He Well, he's first team. He's always a contender for first team all defense when he's healthy. And he, like, deserves it. He's a crazy perimeter defender. And when he's doing it on offense, like, he, he's kind of, in a weird way, just a better version of Jimmy Butler when he's doing it on offense. So, better, yeah, top eh? 12, top 12 player would be fair, but he's not. he is not close to there right now. Right now, no, but can he get back? There's the real question. Who knows, man? So this year, he averaged 14.5 in only 19 games. The year before, he got 18.8. And his last time, really putting in a full body of work and his last time averaging over 18 points. Well, I guess he averaged 18. His last time getting over 20 points was 2000. 17 2018 where he had 23 his breakout season and before that he was in okc orlando etc well a couple years in orlando not etc yeah but he's always been 
good and he hasn't been nearly as fish as efficient where he shot 53% effective field goal percentage in 2000 um in 2017-2018 but he's still like for example this year he only shot 3.94 field goal percentage well he i feel like we could we can discount this year from his general yeah yeah all right pat rally pat rally appreciation hour dude just straight up runs probably he runs the best franchise and he's second he's just straight up the second best manager coach executive of all time like what how much the i best swear being in your books sorry who would the best be jerry west not even yeah close. think about think about so we'll get into pat Riley. think about jerry west he teams up kobe and shaq on the lakers then he gets pow then I think he leaves for the Clippers, Clippers. Turns them around. Oh no, no, he's on the Clippers now. What am I saying? Sorry, he leaves for the he he leaves for the and he lets Kobe win his last two rings with Pow and Odom and those surrounding him. Okay, that's pretty good. Then he leaves to the Clippers, immediately trades for uh immediately gets Chris Paul. That's the best the Clippers have ever been. Leaves the Clippers, goes to the Warriors, gets Kevin Durant, allegedly, allegedly is a Kevin Durant whisperer, gets Kevin Durant to sign with the Warriors. Warriors. Leaves the Warriors to the Clippers and is allegedly now the Kawhi Leonard whisperer. Gets Kawhi Leonard and Paul George there in an offseason and a half. Kind of. Like while his team crumbles in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not Jerry West's fault. That's... yeah but okay so he's the best executive of all time that's i'm happy i'm happy we can agree on that even though you never said i agree i accept all right nice and then pat riley has the heat like there's no reason that other than location i mean orlando could be a great like franchise there's no reason state tax yeah yeah other than that and I, yeah, Miami's a pretty, uh, a lot of NBA players want to live. Miami ain't that bad either if you're playing somewhere during the winter season, too. No, but it just doesn't like the my. When's the last time? I don't know. I'm just a big Pat Raleigh guy, I guess. Maybe because he's just, he's clearly just super cool. No, I think Pat, don't get me wrong. I'm all on the Pat Riley boat. Miami is also an awesome city, which doesn't hurt them as well as what I'm also reinforcing. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah. They should get more credit to that, I guess. Yeah, I guess like all they have to do is make sure they have a couple young guys, even roster construction, not too crazy contracts, a couple expiring contracts. And every three years, they'll just be able to get a free agent. Like that's easy money. For them. It's kind of a motto for the Celtics too. I don't know how the Celtics still get free agents. This might be a little early to pull this trigger, but I'm just going to pull it anyway. What does that model look like for the Raptors? What what model does that look like for the Raptors? Yeah, what are we not what like we don't need to go fully into the offseason, but what are we gonna like what's our way for replenishing skill, drafting late second round guys, developing them into superstars? Like I was gonna say I st- we're never we've never been a huge um like obviously we've had a lot of successful and unsuccessful trades, but I feel like a trade's never shaped our next four years per se. We're not a big trade team. 
because also it's kind of like you know how um no one no one trades for the spurs like with the spurs because if you're trading with the spurs you don't like in 2012 or 2013 and you're a team trading you're your team and you say okay well Kawhi leonard he's clearly this this and this he's the next big, big thing i don't like i wouldn't trade for him like because you don't know what he's gonna be, look like off the spurs so i think i honestly think the raptors have kind of gone like that route in a way where they're just their system is so good and they're able to build through the draft and the smart signings and maybe the smart small trades like i feel like they almost can't pull off these crazy trades anymore because it's like other offices are going okay why is Masai doing this trade with us like it it can only like he knows something we don't know i feel like he's that good of an executive that that he's gotten to that point but yeah we're we're really just a we're a draft team right now and we've been doing great in the draft and this this draft um i don't know but in general we've also been hitting on those undrafted players as well matt a la matt thomas a la terrence davis yeah i mean have matt thomas td and fred all on the same a la fred excuse me you're excused on all on the same team and like yeah it's once man that is crazy actually and all of them to be not necessarily playoff contributors because terrence davis lost some time Matt Thomas barely played. They were still presents on the team during the regular season for sure. Exciting players who could play a bigger role and step up next year potentially. Oh, there are three valuable roster members, 100%. And one of them is going to get, dude, the more I think about it, the more I think uh, Van Fleet's going to, we're going to let Van Fleet walk though. And bring back Ibaka or Serge, you think? Either or? Well, bring back Serge is like, uh, okay, I don't, minds just doing that if we bring back surge it's going to be one year i feel like we can agree on that yeah okay so i feel like if we bring back surge we can still be like he's he he helps us a lot uh we can still be a good team next year he can be our starting center yeah if we're trying to do the best we can but if we bring him back for one year he's gonna want like 25 million dollars i think he's gonna want like 26 million dollars yeah, so in that ballpark, which kind of funny, if we don't have Van Fleet, uh, you can kind of make that work. But and it's like a one year; it's expiring. You could really move it if you wanted to. So it's kind of like a. There's actually not that much of a reason not to, but I, I don't see it happening for some reason. I think I think there's a decent chance uh, Gasol, Van Fleet, and Ibaka aren't on the team next year. I think there's a chance Gasol. Uh, just retires i think i think you could kind of tell this season that he was a bit not like out of focus but i i I don't think he enjoyed it as much i think he looks he's tired in general i think he may go to europe or something there has been i have seen uh rumors that he's going to go to europe to finish his career and i wouldn't be shocked he's played long and hard minutes i think he should i think he'd enjoy it i think he deserves it as well yeah i think um, you see the small Montrez Harrell rumors floating? No, I did not. Is that what it's saying? Montrez Harrell for small? No, just Harrell um, to the Raptors. Oh. Free agency. 
Who knows what the Clippers are gonna do now? They just fired Doc about four hours ago. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah, we didn't even hit on the Doc firing. Yeah, man, they're they're in trouble. They could be. Think of how fired up Steve Ballmer was when this team was first assembled, and this team could unravel itself in what has it been twelve months? Almost like we said at the top of the show. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Think that they'd acquire Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, lose in the second round, nonetheless blow a 3-1 lead. Look yeah, terrible in the end. Both their superstars depleted. They're calling Paul George pandemic P. Paul George. The Lakers are going to win the championship. LeBron and AD are looking like the best duo, one of the best duos in history. Kawhi, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George are looking like one of the biggest flops in history of a super team that acted like they had done stuff but had done nothing. It's a terrible time to be a Clippers fan. Yeah, go off on the Clippers. Go for it. And they lost Shai Gilgis Alexander, Daniel Gallinari. Not to mention a bajillion first-round picks, their future, and potentially a perennial all-star in Shai Gilgis Gilgis Alexander is gone. And they've got Paul George. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a piece, don't get me wrong, but he could leave next year. He can he will leave next year. I don't think he's going anywhere though. What if he goes to the Lakers next year? Okay, now we're 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 getting too crazy. Uh but yeah, so now I'm curious what their offseason looks like because I mean you they have a they're in a weird situation where they can't really trade. They can't make a lot of trades because you can't trade Lou for anyone of value. You can't trade Beverly. So you, you're not really big in the trades. You can't trade Morris either. They kind of need a point guard. Yeah, they they need Kyle Lowry is who they need, to be honest. But you have to, you're stuck. If you're going to commit to Harrell, you're going to have to commit a lot of money, which I, I think they should. I think Harrell's awesome. He was really bad these playoffs, though. He looked, he lost himself a couple mil this playoff series, this playoff in general. Maybe, probably not. Yeah, no, he lost some money. Come on. Well, I, I'd say there's if some. He played amazing. There's some teams who go, yeah, we're not giving him the, that money anymore. But there's definitely others who are like, yeah, we don't care. You think there Sharp are, but think if, wouldn't give him? Wouldn't give him thirty. Think of if he played how he played during the regular season. That was the last thing all the teams saw. How many t- the bidding would go up for sure. There'd be more teams willing to, willing to offer him a contract, and it would just the more people interested, the higher his price will go. Of course. Yeah, more teams. I agree with more money on the table, not necessarily. So mm. they have an interesting offseason because they can't unless they swindle. They have no draft picks to trade. They have a bunch of weird, like weird expiring. Like I think is uh marcus morris marcus morris can really end up screwing them here is marcus morris on a player option or team option i'll pull that up give me a second because if he picks that up they're totally screwed they're committed to beverly williams no draft picks they also got to get a coach i say well actually i was about to say something but it kind of conflicts with my other mode of thinking so my thinking is Really, Brooklyn should have t- signed Ty Lue, but Ty Lue was their assistant this year. Everyone loves Ty Lue. Everyone knows that. Kawhi clearly doesn't want to be coached. It's fine. Paul George probably doesn't want to be coached. It's fine. The, the team has a bit of an attitude like they're a bit cooler than they are or maybe a bit more experienced and had more success than they have. 
Like what has Paul George done? What has Lou Williams done? What has Montrez done? What has Beverly done? Kawhi's done a lot, but the rest of them not so much. What has Marcus Morris done? So I think so. To touch on that note, Marcus Morris, he could leave this year. So it's a player or team. It's um, it's a one-year, fifteen million dollar contract signed on July fifteenth, twenty nineteen. And he has a player or team option. Neither is what it shows on basketball. He just has a two-year contract. He just has a one-year contract signed a one-year. One year remaining. It says signed a one year on uh, oh. 2019. He's done. Yo, my bad. The Knicks released him. They didn't trade him. Well, I don't even remember what happened. They didn't release him. They traded him for. He was traded from the Knicks, and he has. And he signed. No, he signed a one year, fifteen mil with the Knicks, and traded from the Knicks to the Clippers in 2020. But I think that Knicks contract may have had an option on it. That's what I'm. Confused. Basketball Reference might not be showing it. That's entirely possible. Interesting. But yeah, if they're stuck with that one year, and I think it goes up to like 18, I'm guessing if it's a player, uh, they're screwed. Okay, who would you sign as coach? So I I'm, I just mentioned Ty Lue. The other option I wanted to mention, and this would be... It's got to be Ty Lue. Yeah, so this would be a home run. And maybe I'm just saying it because I love his commentary. Maybe I'm saying it because I think it would actually work. But if you're Paul George and Kawhi, like... Yes, you'd want the Ty Lue and they'd probably prefer the Ty Lue, but like, at, at what point do you want to just go, I want a coach who can maximize our potential. I want to win. Jeff Van Gundy, man. You want Jeff Van Gundy back out yeah, on yeah, the floor. And he's a great coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. He he would butt heads with them so much, though. That'd be crazy. It'd be such a, uh, not like a great scenario. It would be a pig, like a, not a great situation to watch. It could go so bad so fast. Yeah, because Van Gundy would talk smack to um, would talk smack to. They just won't say players. anything. They just self implode. Yeah, like like Lou Williams going to get wings doesn't happen under Van Gundy. Like it doesn't happen in a chill sense under Van Gundy. It happens and it's totally chill under Doc. Yeah, they're yeah, probably going to do Tyler. Matt, his trip to Magic City. Like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah, Cancun, man, Clippers' new motto should really just be Cancun on three. I swear they don't care. It, they just didn't give any respect to the Nuggets. They didn't I, They didn't care. That's I, that's what I thought it came down to. I, I'm sure Kawhi cared, but on this, yeah, one like thing it. I did care about that happened this weekend, it might not be basketball related, but the Trubinsky era may be over. I want to give a few quick seconds of love to Evan and I's favorite NFL team, the Bears, and potentially the beginning of the Nickel Foles era and the end of the Trubisky time. So here's the first thing I'll say about that. Mitch Trubisky is 3-0 as a starter this year. No other team has beaten him when he has started. That being said, I'm a Mitch guy. I'm a Mitch stan. I will be. It, 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 in a situation, because just watching the games and watching the sidelines, Matt Nagy does not want to coach Mitch Trubisky. He has no interest in coaching Mitch Trubisky. He has no interest in calling plays for him, doing anything, putting in the personnel for him, so on and so forth. If it's going to be like that, then okay, might as well throw in Nick Foles. Did Nick Foles play really well? Yes. Was he also 14 for 29? Yes. Did he throw an interception? Should have been a touchdown? Yes. And did he, what's it called, throw a ball that 100% 
that short fade to Jimmy Graham. He tried to uh, uh, back leg it, and it just went through 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 three of uh, the Falcons' defensive backs' hand. Did he throw that ball? Yeah. So Nick Foles, I honestly think our issue was. Well, now we're just getting deep into it, but like, man, Nick Foles isn't that good of a quarterback either. And Mitch Trubisky is like the ultimate scapegoat of all time. I don't think the end result will be that different. However, Bears were criminally underrated. Man, we're ten, we're sixteen and zero, nineteen and zero this year. Easily, we're not, eh? We're not losing. No, and with that being said, Trubinsky, maybe probably the reason that he was pulled is that Mahanaki's like he can't come back from this game. If he does, then I'm stuck with him coaching like ugh, for so much longer. I gotta keep coaching and coaching and coaching him. Yeah, so let's Nick in. Let's let's just pull off the band-aid. Let's get it done. The interesting thing is you can go from full you can go from Trubisky to Foles, like they did on Sunday. But you can't really go from Foles to Trubisky. So not Nagy announced today that Foles is our starter going in, going forward. He doesn't say Foles is our starter next week. He said Foles is our starter going forward. So now we're stuck in week four. And yes, Foles could play great. He could play okay. He could play poorly. But now we're stuck with just Foles. Trubisky's he's done. Yeah, his time, his air is over. Like I so, said. So honestly, I think it's a bit. I th- I th- I thought it was a bit early. Although, man, that that interception where the guy they were just playing like a straight cover two zone, and the guy just stepped in front of Jimmy Graham and. Graham like it was like a, don't throw this ball to me and that interception made me lose my mind. I wanted to get pulled after that. No, that was tough as putting that lightly. Yeah, it's a very that hard. hurt. That's like me playing Madden and you just your QB's just not a high enough overall. I actually when I play the bear I call it getting Trubinskied because it's just inaccurate. There's nothing you can do about it. And you're like, oh my gosh, how'd that just happen? I'm 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 sorry. I'm done with the Trubisky slander. I respect this guy too much, man. He didn't ask to be drafted second overall and put in this situation. He went what like 13, 30, He's thirty two and like eighteen as a starter. He's thrown double the amount of touchdowns as interceptions. He will forever just be used as a scapegoat for the Bears' eight and eight season last year. It's I I find it ludicrous. But she was injured for part of. Yeah, Trubisky, Trubisky's 32 and 18 as a start. I, I don't understand it. Uh, is he good? No, though. Trubisky is not good. <laughs> it's his stats, his story. Maybe one day he'll become a great backup, change his narrative. But as of right now, the Trubisky story is one to be remembered and also one to be forgotten. Yeah, on that note, I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap this episode up on this Trubisky talk. Uh, but thanks for listening. Listen to Jabroni Show on CFRC Radio 101.9 FM, and we'll see you next week. Have a great morning. Thank you very much.
Did you know that every neighborhood is at risk of basement flooding, even if it's never happened before? For the ninth straight year, Utilities Kingston is offering financial assistance and public education to help prevent basement flooding. Through the 2020 Preventative Plumbing Program, homeowners can apply for up to $3,000. Use these funds to install sump pumps, backwater sanitary valves, and other eligible measures. And by learning 18 flood facts, you can help reduce the chance of sewer backups in your neighborhood. Learn more at utilitieskingston.com slash floodfacts and apply for preventative plumbing financial assistance today. This is Patrick Dean, Principal of Queen's University. You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University. The Repair Cafe Kingston is a free community-driven way to get things fixed. Held on the second Sunday of each month from 2 to 4.30 p.m., the Repair Cafe can be found at the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship Building at 206 Concession Street. Knowledgeable folks are there to help you make repairs on nearly everything, from clothes, furniture, appliances, bicycles, and more. Bring your broken items and repair them with these folks, and there's also a child play area and free coffee and treats as well. The Repair Cafe supports the City of Kingston's efforts to be the most sustainable city in Canada. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ktownrepair. Repair. 